from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, welcome to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Celebrating Powerhouse Women is proudly presented by CAB Incorporated and Capital City Home Loans. And hello again, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Celebrating Powerhouse Women. This is the series that salutes and recognizes women leaders making an impact in our community. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce our guest, Colleen Japunitich. I said it wrong, didn't I? That's okay. Say got it for it me. Japuntich. Japuntich. And I even wrote it phonetically. I do apologize. Not a problem. But just like our mutual friend, Laura, I learned how to say her last name over time. So hopefully I'll be able to have success. Well, welcome to the show, Colleen. I know we've been toying around with some dates, so I'm so glad to have you here in person. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Um, for those of you that don't know Colleen, she's very active in the marketplace, also with the Chamber of Commerce. That's actually where I met her. It was a women's garden event at the Hudgens Art Center. It was yes. beautiful. Um, she is the president of NEMA which is located here in Duluth, and it is an asset-based logistics company. And she has been with the company for almost 16 years now. Wow. Yes. And your story, um, your ascension into the role that you're in now is quite a, a good uh, share. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do with NEMA and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Um, so I started at NEMA, um, as Amanda said, um, in October of 2006, and I started out as the administrative assistant to the owner and the then executive um, vice president. And so I just came in and they really weren't sure what to do with me. They just knew they needed help. So I just spent a lot of time getting to know the business, getting to know the people that I worked with. And over the years, um, just kept growing, took on HR, took on learning a lot of the IT, project management. So I became the um, executive assistant from there. Did that for a couple of years and just kept growing, you know, my vast knowledge and, and skills. So I went from that and became the um, vice president of operations. And then in 2019, when the then president decided she was going to retire, they named me to be their, their next president, and I took over in June of 2019. Very exciting. Congratulations yes. to you. Thank you. But also, that was a pivotal time um, as we were kind of entering into the pandemic, which yes. was uncertain. And then you kind of had to navigate your role and, and make some changes uh, during that time. I won't spend too much time on the pandemic because we're all pivoted out, I'm sure. Yes. But do you share a little bit of um, some of the challenges that you had to overcome while maintaining your facility during that time? Sure. Um, obviously, like everyone else, it was it was tough and we all had to create new opportunities and innovate and do things totally differently than we had ever done before. The biggest thing for us was being able to work remote. We had never, ever done that before, so that was a new experience. We did split shifts because we didn't want to have half of our team or our entire team go down, so we'd make sure you know we were taking turns working days in the office, days at home, um, and it just created a lot of really great innovations, and um, we did a lot more with our computer systems, and it just gave us some great opportunities. Um, so that was really good for us. We had a lot of transitions, new people in, some old people out. So that's brought even more new ideas and experiences to us. Um, but it's just, um, it's been a challenge mm -hmm. ongoing. Um, and in addition to that, personally, while dealing, you know, with COVID, um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in August of 2020. So that added another level there, yeah. of challenge. But I have the most amazing family. I have the most amazing coworkers and support team. And without them, I would have never got through it. But having to work from home and manage a business when I have to do everything through Zoom calls and phone calls and emails um, created 
for most people would have created a lot of distance, mm -hmm. um, not being there every day, but the team that I have constantly calling me, checking on me, really helped us and our business is doing great. We've had record um, sales and we're just doing really, really good. And you know, I can't take all the credit. I have a phenomenal team and they've done a wonderful job. Well, congratulations to your success. Thank you. And I know that during that time, you also have a daughter, right? Yes. So you were you were raising your daughter as well as facing all of those challenges kind of culminated yep. in one. Yep. Um, for those who might not be familiar with what NEMA specifically does here in Duluth, just kind of give like an overview of NEMA. Sure. So um, like Amanda mentioned, we are an asset-based carrier. So we have our own trucks, our own trailers, and we haul a product that's called paper machine clothing. And what that is, is it's a long roll. It looks like kind of indoor, outdoor carpet, and it goes on the paper machines. They cannot make paper without this product. So we're kind of in a unique situation where we have to make sure this keeps supplied so everybody can have their toilet paper and their paper towels and all those different products, all the cardboard boxes we're using to get our Amazon shipments and things like that. So um, we do it here domestically with our trucks and our trailers. We also um, do cross um, um, cross-continent things. We have shipments that go into Canada. We have shipments going to Mexico, coming from Mexico. We also do ocean transport. So we have containers we pick up in Europe that come here, and then we distribute it throughout the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. We have stuff we pick up in the U.S., Canada, and Mexico that we ship overseas that then gets distributed throughout Europe. Wow. We have customers in Japan. Um, basically, it's a global product. We have paper machines and paper mills all over the you know the country and the world and we're just kind of in the middle of that whole process now i have been to rome georgia and i think you and i chatted about this before yes. and that's known as the paper mill town back mm -hmm. in the day i think it was albany international yeah. um who did that but it has a very unique and um interesting smell to yeah. the paper mills does your facility also have that smell no, thankfully, no, nope, we don't. Um, just because we're hauling everything inside tubes, cartons, crates, and things like that, we don't have the smell. Um, it does smell kind of like when you go into a factory that has a lot of cardboard boxes. Mm -hmm. That's kind of more the smell oh. that you get in our warehouse. But Very nice. Yeah, we like to say that the smell at a paper mill is the smell of money. Smell of money, absolutely. Yes. Yep. Well, and you just said toilet paper, which is gold. Yes. So, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you for educating our listeners. I know you guys have a very large facility here in Duluth, mm -hmm. so um, not many people might have known what was going on in there. Yes. Let's take a personal turn, if we okay. may. And uh, as I slaughtered your last name, I do apologize again, you shared with me that the origin is Croatian. Yes. So talk a little bit about your heritage and how you and your husband kind of found each other, and then we'll kind of parlay into how you guys work together as well. Okay. Yeah, so um, the last name is Croatian. That's my husband's um, ancestry, and he actually has family that still is over there right now, and he went to visit a couple years ago and got to see it. So. We were hoping to get there this year, but not so much. Um, my background is more um, German and Irish, and so kind of have a unique mix for our daughter. She's got a, a blend of ethnicities going on. Um, but we met, gosh, it's been 2007 is when we first met. We met at a party mm -hmm. with friends, and at first, you know, didn't really hit it off. We were just kind of like, eh, okay, hi, nice to meet you. But then we kind of kept seeing each other at the friends' parties, and then over time we found out we had a lot in common, um, common love of reading, music, um, just so many synergies. And from there we started dating, and next thing you know, we're married and we have a child. And about a year ago, with everything going on with the pandemic, um, the job where he was working um, was a good job, but just wasn't quite the right fit for him. 
and we were going through some transition at NEMA and we needed a new operations manager. And he had that experience with director of operations, has 20 plus years of logistics experience. And so one of my coworkers on our leadership team came to me and said, you know who'd be the perfect person for this job? And I said, no, who? And she said, he's living in your house. <laughs> you have the perfect person living in your house. And so we went down that path and he came in and he interviewed with everybody. Um, we had the board and made sure to get their approval just because of the relationship right. and making sure that that wouldn't be a problem. Um, and everybody really liked him. Um, he came in for interviews and he said they asked him a lot of questions and the big question everybody wanted to ask was, you know, how's it going to be like working with your wife and she's going to be your boss? And he said, well, why should that be any different than at home? At home. <laughs> So, so he came on board um, a year ago yesterday, actually. Wow! Yeah, so Happy Wednesday. So yeah, mm -hmm. um, it's been it's been full of challenges. Um, us trying to figure out our roles at work versus our roles at home. How do we not take the work, work home? home yeah. You know, how do we have that separation because we're always together? And I think we've navigated that really well. I think we've only gotten upset with each other a couple of times. You know. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a different dynamic, but overall imagine. he's brought a lot of really good knowledge and some new ideas and he's really led his team very well and that department is running beautifully under his direction. So it was the right choice. Very nice. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my question and you answered it. Um, you know, some of the challenges that you might experience not bringing work home is a challenge. It is. So what are some things that you guys enjoy? You mentioned you both like to read, you're mm -hmm. avid readers, yes. and maybe what are some things that you guys like to do for fun with your daughter? as well yeah so um, our daughter's a big stem girl she is very much into that so things like going to the aquarium um, taking vacations places where she can explore she loves museums I don't know too many 11 year olds that get excited to go to museums yeah but she does um, so that we love to spend time together movies is a big thing we're really excited with COVID to right. finally be able to, to get go back, back to going to mm -hmm. movie theaters and enjoy that experience um, music we're all big music fans so anytime we can go listen to live music together that's great. And then travel. You yeah. know, we love traveling, experiencing new places. In fact, next weekend, we are taking our first big real vacation with our daughter. We're going to Costa Rica for a week. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. I yes. know that the, the pandemic kind of put a, a damper on the travels. It did, along with my cancer and yes. having to be extra careful. So we were kind of homebodies for two years and now we're trying to get out and explore a little and bit explore. more yeah. and I wanted to say uh, now you're, you're cancer free yes 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 as of last uh, November that's amazing yes thank you of course well I hope you guys have fun in Costa Rica I'm I've sure never been will. so I'll look, I'll look for some pictures after your trip absolutely <laughs> talk a little bit about some of the the things that kind of helped pave the way to having this uh, mental fortitude and your ability to not only manage your company but also your home and your personal challenges. Yeah, well, I think a lot of it comes from my upbringing. Um, being a military brat, we moved around a lot. And so you learn to adapt to change and getting used to it very quickly. You learn to meet people. And I was terribly, terribly shy. You know, I still have my introverted moments. Um, but just having to learn to meet people and see what else is out there, I think that really helped. Um, just a lot of good experiences moving around, living in different climates, different backgrounds, seeing all kinds of different ways that people do things. Um, I think that was a huge thing. And then of course, some of my early work experiences really taught me organizational skills and how to stay on top of things, always follow through, always you know keep your word, follow up, follow through. I think those are the things that really st you know stuck to it. Mm -hmm. Um, but also, you know, my mom is a very positive influence in my life and a very good role model. 
And I think she just kind of has always taught me, you know, always find the silver lining. Even in the darkest days, there's always a silver lining. Absolutely. And I think that's what got me through. And of course, my mom was here through a lot of my treatment. She stayed with me, my stepdad, um, my parents in law, mm-hmm. they came and stayed with us for a couple of months because being at home, dealing with all the treatment and everything, and then having, you know, a 10 year old having to do homeschooling and digital yes. learning. Oh my goodness, the challenge is there. But that's yeah. a very active age so it is yeah having it to is. keep up are your parents local or you yep. said they came in so where do they live yeah so my mom and my stepdad they live in Pittsburgh in fact my daughter is with them right now um, having some great time with grandma and grandpa Summer vacation and, yes very nice yes. and then your husband's parents are they local so they actually used to be in Cordial Georgia but they just recently sold their house and they are out touring the country and their camper and traveling and seeing the world and just having a great time. That's exciting. Yes. I know a, a lot of people that do that when retirement mm-hmm. comes. My parents tried to do that with a fifth wheel, um, but you don't really need too many things, you know, just a beautiful view and pack everything up and you can just be on the beach one day and in the mountains in another. Exactly. My my parents actually just did a, finished a trip. They did, a, I think it was five weeks all over the U.S. and Fortunately, it ended up with their camper getting damaged and having some some not good things. But again, silver linings. Mm-hmm. My mom's looking for ways to find that. So now they're going to have to travel and do different things than, you know, just riding around their camper. Yeah. I like that silver lining. Yes. Wasn't there a, a book called Silver Lining? What was I thinking of? I don't know. Silver, I think it was called the Silver Lining Playbook. Yes. Yes. And yes. it was made into a movie as well. Yes. With um, Jennifer Lawrence. Yes, and, exactly. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. The Handsome Fella. The Handsome Fella. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know what? I just had a weird thought because you were talking about movies and I saw the preview for the new Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. Okay. But when I was young, I used to go to the High Museum of Art in Atlanta. Is that some place that you've ever taken your daughter? We actually haven't been there. We've been to most of the other ones. That's just one. I'm not a big art fan. Uh She is. So we really need to put that on our list. Well, they have exhibits and that's what I was thinking. Let me tie it back in with the dinosaurs. I remember one that I very much enjoyed in my youth and it was a dinosaur exhibit. And they had the whole big Tyrannosaurus Rex, you Mm. know, skeleton and all this stuff that you could walk through. And I mean, it was very interactive and really cool. I highly recommend you checking it out for her. Absolutely. We'll check that out this summer. Okay. You mentioned that you're a military brat and we're seated here. Those who are listening might hear all the commotion going on behind us, but we're in the Senesta Hotel and there's the American Legions here today. So that was, that was awesome getting to see that when you walked in. What uh, branch of the military was your father in? My dad was in the Navy. In the Navy. And what are some of the places that you lived as a youngster? Yeah, so um, I was born in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. My dad was stationed there, and then we moved to California. Lived there until I was about 12. And then the family decided they wanted to be back near the rest of the family. So they were from Pennsylvania near Pittsburgh. And so we went back there, and I'll be honest, I did not adapt to that cold weather. Have never liked it. Mm -hmm. Um, So we stayed there for a while. We moved up to Syracuse, New York for a little bit. Moved back to Pennsylvania, and that's where I finished high school. Went to college. Um, once I finished college, I said, I'm, I'm tired of this cold and the ice and the snow. Let's get out of here. So I moved to Texas, uh-huh. stayed there for a couple of years and then got transferred here. And I've been here ever since and just love it. So you went from the cold to the dry desert heat. Yes. And now you're humid. in the humidity. Yeah. Uh, yep. I like the Southwest for that reason, because the heat is somewhat tolerable because there's no humidity in the air. Humidity just makes everything so much worse. Hard to breathe. Now you mentioned going to school, but if 
correct me if I'm wrong, um, aren't you going to school currently? Yes. Continuing? Yes, yes, because I have nothing else on my plate right now. I figured let's throw some school in there You're and see how much else I can learner. do. You're a lifelong learner. I am, absolutely. So what are you going to school for? Yeah, so I'm going for um, business management with a concentration in supply chain logistics to just help um, accentuate the skills that I have, but maybe learn some other ways to do things, bring more to the business, and just learn more. I'm always wanting to learn. That's very exciting. Now you mentioned being an avid reader and we were talking about podcasting as we're on one here today. So tell me about a recent read or recommend a read, please. Yeah. So right now I am reading a book called Where the Crawdads Sing. That is actually a movie that's coming out um, pretty soon. And it was recommended to me by so many friends that are in different book clubs. And so I've been reading it. I'm about three fourths of the way through a very good read. Is it um, more of a fiction or is it a fact-based? It's a fiction um, and it takes place in North Carolina in the past and it kind of goes between two different times and it's about this girl who they call her marsh girl and she lives in in the marsh and just kind of seeing what happens with her life I don't want to give anything away for Uh those of you that are reading it or going to watch the movie Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just really well written and again it's a story of a girl who has a lot of adversity and watching her come up into life and seeing how she deals with things so there's a lot as I'm reading this book even though it's totally different worlds you can see the parallels of how you know overcoming obstacles just makes you such a tougher person and able to just conquer things so much more easily absolutely well you said a word and that kind of triggered something you said adversity and I definitely wrote that down so I can check it out yes in your world and I, I don't like to throw this stigma out there because I think we've moved so far beyond it in this era of of being a woman in a male dominated field but typically logistics and supply chain are are just that so talk a little bit about some adversity that you might have encountered throughout the time um, within your role and how you overcame that yeah so gosh I can think of so many examples you're absolutely right I mean it is a male dominated field and there was a lot um, a lot of negativity about wow there's a female doing this and you know, as an admin assistant, you didn't see too much because people have a role. Females are typically admin assistants. But as I started moving up the ranks, you started seeing people get surprised and they're like, oh, you're a VP or, you know, I get it. Even though there's so many female CEOs and presidents today, people still are like, oh, wow, you're in charge um, as though we're not capable and we don't have the skill set to do it. And we're so meek and, you know, you don't necessarily have to be a big, loud personality to run a business, to be successful. And I think that's one piece of adversity that I've overcome is just that negative chatter and not letting it keep me down and say, I can't do this role because I'm not a male or I don't have enough, you know, outgoingness or whatever. Um, A lot of things I think sometimes are just how people talk about transportation. I mean, you think about drivers in particular, Mm -hmm. you know, we have a couple of female drivers and they are fantastic. They're great people, but it is a male dominated industry and so trying to be a female talking to drivers sometimes creates challenges because they don't want to listen because they're like well you're a female you can't possibly know what it's like to be a male in this in this world in this job and it takes a lot of patience a lot of understanding and I think that's the biggest thing is I always try to come at people instead of being the boss and trying to be not necessarily the friend but trying to be empathetic mm-hmm. and talk at them like they're a person yeah uh, you know we're two people let's take the titles out let's take the hierarchy out yeah and let's just talk and figure out how do we how do we work together how do we solve this problem how do we come together I like that 
And you definitely are, are an empathetic person and a very good listener as well. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Colleen, I know time just flies by so quickly when you're having fun. Yes. We're going to have a quick word from our partners. And when we come back, we will talk about the NEMA cats. Since 1982, CAB Incorporated has been a distinguished leader in manufacturing and global sourcing, serving a variety of industries, including infrastructure, hydraulics, automotive, and rail, with their precision machined iron and steel products. As a woman-owned company, CAB Incorporated is proud to be a returning partner of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women Series. With strong roots in the past and firm footing in the future, Capital City Home Loans combines an old-fashioned sense of community with a progressive attitude. They are a trusted full-service lender, offering mortgage finance products and empowering their associates to help clients choose the best options. They are focused on being the best and strongest lender in the Southeast. Visit cchl.com locations to see all of their offices, including Gwinnett. All right, and welcome back. For those of you who are just joining us, I am here with Colleen in studio. She is the president of NEMA here in Duluth. And before the break, we were kind of talking about logistics, etc. but we're going to shift gears here. And I'd like for you to tell our listeners a little bit about the four-legged friend that you have at home. And then the four-legged, we'll call them, let's see here, support or therapy yes. animals yes. that live at your facility. Yes, so at home we have Trixie. We've had her since December of 2019, so she was right before the pandemic. Um, yeah, we got her after we had lost our previous cat in April, and she's a she's a great little cat. She's very affectionate, but she has some weird little quirks. Ooh. Yeah, so she loves to chase bugs. Um, she loves to play, but then she can turn and you know nip at you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, but she's got the most amazing orange-colored eyes. Oh, it's very rare in cats. And um, she was, and you adopted her. We adopted her from Fur Kids, which nice. is one of our favorite places, big time. I'm very Love. familiar with yes, Fur Kids. Yes, yes. yes. Um, my daughter wants to volunteer there when she gets old enough oh. to spend time with the cats, and she used to go. We've been there a couple times with Girl Scouts mm -hmm. and doing different events, and she loves reading to the cats. Was a big thing when she was learning how to read. I love that. Yes. So it was really a great opportunity. Well, um, just really quickly to insert, you and I were chatting about one of our faithful supporters of the series, and yes. that's Terry Jondal. And uh, last season, we partnered with Cat Rangers, and mm -hmm. we actually do their golf tournament annually. And if you're not familiar with the organization, what is it, Mike? I'm looking at you for their, their slogan. They're the Special Forces of Cat Rescue or something. It's really, really cool. Nice. But they had a home-like um, we'll call it sanctuary in Buford mm -hmm. where all the cats live freely in, in a home setting. So it's not like they're in, you know, like in the pound and the like little right. steels, you know, tables, etc. Yeah. Um, and they do a lot of things like as far as socialization. So if your daughter ever wanted to go there and hang out with the house kitties and maybe read to them as well, Absolutely. she would be welcomed with open arms. Yes. Yeah, so I'll have to reach out to Terry yes. and see about doing catrangers.org. Yes. There you go. Absolutely. And we used to have a really funny commercial. Um, so tell our listeners a little bit about the two cats at NEMA. Yes. So we love our two cats at NEMA. We have Frankie and Rosie. They're brother and sister, and they could not be more different. Frankie's the very outgoing social one. He'll come up and greet you. Um, he will beg for attention. Rosie's a little bit more antisocial, and she has her couple of people, and otherwise she'll just kind of run and, and hide from you, but very, very sweet cat. And we've had them, I think, about eight years now, and we've just always had cats at NEMA. You know, it's just something that back in the day, Neil, the owner, 
of the company, he um, got this cat, Lindsay, that we had when I started. And she made it almost to 20 years, one month shy of 20 years. Wow. And just we found that it's it's great from a perspective of emotional support for mm-hmm. us. You know, you get stressed. It's very hard to remain stressed when you're petting a cat and yes. they're purring at you. Mm-hmm. It's just impossible. Um, but also just to have them around, help keep the bugs down, you know, keep the mice out. Um, and just, you know, when you're having one of those days and you're getting really frustrated, you just can stop, see a cat come running across your desk or sitting on your papers. And it just, <laughs> it kind of takes the level down. It does. It lightens the aura. It does. One thing that really stands out to me, Colleen, um, within your bio is that you strive for greatness in everything that you do. Yes. Another word that is used, uh, I don't know if you write your bio or if someone writes that for you. I write mine in third person, yeah. so it's kind of hard to interpret it bios. Is. Um, is the word tenacity, and yes. you are obviously a tenacious person. What does it mean to you uh, to be tenacious? Yeah, for me, it's just to keep going at it. You know, don't let problems get in your way. Don't let people get in your way. If you really want something, go get it. You know, you can make excuses all day, but that's what they are. They're excuses, and you know, unless there's just physically some reason you can't go do it, get it done. Absolutely. Make it a habit, make it a, make it a promise, you know, do what you do. And that's one of the things that I think really connected me with Nima in the beginning is we've always been about doing what we promise. And to me, I mean, that's at the core of, of everything we do. We promise our customers, we follow through and we do everything we can to make sure that that happens. And, you know, it was just that something that when I heard that, I said, oh, my gosh, this is this is kind of what I live and breathe. And now I get to do that in my job. And it's just a really, really great thing. That's exciting. Now, where would you say your motivation comes from daily? We'll talk about just like something as simple as getting up, you know, getting dressed, taking care of your daughter and then getting to work and putting your best foot forward, not only for yourself, but for your family and also all of the people that look to you uh, in your leadership role. Yeah, I think what gets me up every day um, is just thinking about continuous improvement. Okay, what can I do to make today better than yesterday? Whether it's at work, whether it's at home, you know, can I read more today and be a better person? Or can I spend a few more minutes with my daughter and teach her something? Can I go into the office and find a better way to do a process that I've been thinking over and over in my head of like, okay, why did that happen? Why did that mistake happen? How do we fix it? How do we make sure it doesn't happen? It's just constantly improving myself, improving the environment I'm in, improving the world, however small that can be just doing something to make things better. I like that. Speaking of giving back, and this can be either you personally, obviously mm-hmm. your daughter likes to give back up for kids and read to yes. the little kitties, yes. but what are some things that you enjoy doing as far as service within our community? Yeah, so unfortunately with everything else going on, this has been an area where I've kind of fallen down and I'm really looking forward to finding some opportunities to, to get involved. Um, but animals, we're big on animals, so anytime we can help at shelters and things like that, um, kids, um, elder people, you know, had amazing relationships with both of my grandparents. And so trying to help other people who maybe don't have kids around or things like that, that would be something I think that would be a really good opportunity. And then of course, after having my, you know, my own personal struggles with cancer and getting through that, being able to be a resource for people, you know, I have people all the time say, Hey, my friend has cancer. Will you talk to them? They just got their diagnosis. Absolutely. Wow, yeah. Cause sometimes talking to someone who's been there, even if it's not the same type of cancer understanding, cause there's so much scary when you first get that diagnosis, the unknown and, Oh my gosh, am I going to have to do chemotherapy and surgery and radiation? And what does that entail? 
helping people with that. So, you know, I did my first Relay for Life um, back in May, and it was an amazing experience for me as a survivor, but also to help other people and kind of pay it forward and do that. So those are opportunities that I really want to try to get more involved in and, and, and just help. Very exciting. Well, we host here in um, in studio annually in October. They do the Real Men Who Wear Pink of Atlanta, and it's all for the American Cancer Society. And we do what we call the blowout, the pink blowout. Nice. And we have all the fellas come in here, and they're all in their pink. And Mike has even been known to make an appearance in a pink shirt with other pink accents. He's rolling his eyes back there. But maybe mm-hmm. you'd like to join me this year. That would be fantastic. I think that would be fun. Yes. Colleen, I wanted to ask you really quickly before we kind of round things out here if there's anything that you want to leave our listeners with as far as uh, wisdom or kind of a, a final thought yeah so again I think going back to the whole continuous improvement every day wake up and think what can I do better myself my world my environment and the only other thing I would say is be impeccable with your word you know people I read it in a book once and it's always stuck with me when you're impeccable with your word people trust you people like you people can relate to you And, you know, you can just do so much in life with just being impeccable. Keep your word and follow through. It's a part of character, I'd say. Definitely a part of your character. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I certainly try. Yes. Well, I enjoy seeing you at the 1818 Club. We enjoy it. A couple glasses of wine with our girlfriends. Hey, we had a, a dang good crowd last time, didn't we? We did. We I met were the so cool many people. Table. We were. Yeah. We went from three people, and by the end of the night, we had twelve dozens. <laughs> yes, very exciting. If you guys, um, if you listening out there have not participated in the happy hour at the Teen Eighteen Club on Wednesdays from five to seven, it's quite enjoyable. I have a hard time taking my networking hat off and going there and just relaxing. I do recognize other people go there to do that, so I should probably not be my little networking Nancy. However, I'm thrilled that we get to see each other there on occasion, and um, I highly recommend the 1818 Club to anybody listening. Yes, it's a great organization. They do a wonderful job. The food is good. The service is great. And it's a great Didn't we have Carpaccio last time? We did. It was amazing, wasn't it? I love that. Yes. It's very interesting, Carpaccio. You know, you yeah. think you're eating. It's like sushi beef. It is. And beef I was very sushi. surprised the first time I ate it. One of my coworkers said, do you know what that is? I said, please don't tell me or I won't eat it because I'm a very picky eater. <laughs> but it's so good with the arugula and the little crispy crackers with the lemon. Yes. Mm. Our producer, Mike, got um, ordered that by accident one day unknowing what Carpaccio was. And uh, I don't think he was as delighted with his selection as we are. <laughs> Well, it was amazing. I enjoyed eating, polishing it off, shall I say. Colleen, if anyone wants to connect with you, maybe on LinkedIn or learn more about what NEMA does or just maybe connect with you on a personal note, Mm -hmm. how could somebody out there reach you? Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I do have Facebook, but I've kept that kind of personal for my family. So I like to keep those spaces a little bit separate. Again, those boundaries, like what I was talking about with my husband, Mm -hmm. keep your spaces separate and and everything has its appropriate time and place. But LinkedIn, um, we have a website. Mm -hmm. Um, Anybody that wants to come by, see our operation, learn a little bit more about us, we highly recommend doing that. I would like to take a tour. Absolutely. Anytime. You know, I thought of you the other day because I was touring Siemens in Forsyth, Mm -hmm. and they make locomotive, uh, passenger car locomotive parts. Wow. Very, very interesting. And when I was touring, you were top of mind. So I was thinking that I might like to take a peek into your facility as well. Absolutely. We'd be happy to show you. um, Would you mind if I spelled your last name for our listeners so they can connect to you on LinkedIn? Not at all. All right. That is Colleen with two L's and two E's, and it's J-A-P-U-N-T-I-C-H. 
All right. Well, Colleen, I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for joining us today. Thank you. Sharing your story with our listeners. I hope that you've enjoyed it. For all of you out there that find value in this series, please hit that subscribe button so that you don't uh, miss a beat. You can stay connected with us on social media at Gwinnett Business Radio X. And for our guest, Colleen, and for our producer, Mike, I am your host, Amanda Pierch, and this has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X.